Ain't God worthy of our praise today? I love him today. Thank him for his goodness and uh, his mercy and what he's done for me. And, man, I want to say thank you to all the visitors that's here this morning. Uh, does our heart good here at Neosho Apostolic Lighthouse. Elder still got us in Racine. And, uh, but, uh, Neosho Apostolic Lighthouse, and we appreciate you being here and uh, bringing your, your family and uh, being in church with us today. It means everything. I feel like I got a word from the Lord this morning for us. And, uh, man, we are excited about Freeman being baptized. Uh, thankful for what God is doing. And uh, who the Son has set free is free indeed. And uh, so, oh, yes, we've been talking about the book of Acts, a modern-day book of Acts church. And uh, I'm going to be taking... I'll be dealing with a story out of the book of Acts, chapter 24, but I'm going to be reading my verse of scripture today out of John, chapter 8. Uh, John, chapter 8, we're going to read me um, verses 34, 35, and 36. And so if you could uh, get that in your Bibles, but we will be uh, taking our lesson today out of the book of Acts, chapter 24. Uh, but if you have uh, John chapter 8 and verse 34 through uh, 36, say amen. And Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever but the son abideth forever there was a reason why when the prodigal son went out and got his substance uh, from his dad and he went out and the bible said he spent it on righteous living and then the bible said he come to himself uh, and he would have ate the hog slop he would ate what the pigs was eating but he come to himself and said wait a minute my father's servants is eating better than what I'm eating. They're, they're eating better than hog slop. They're eating better than pig food. I'm going to go back. And if I'm, not, I'm, if I'm no more worthy to be called, uh, if I'm no more worthy to be called a son, I'll just be a servant. And the Bible said that he went back and the, the father looked at him from afar off and said, well, wait a minute here. You're not a servant. And he put on the, the, the royal garment. He throwed a party. And there was a reason why. I know that was just a parable, but the Bible was talking about that because if he would have stayed a servant, he wouldn't have stayed forever, Brother DJ. That's what the Bible says here in John chapter 35. The servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. That's why it was crucial for him to bring him back into the fold, Brother Zach Cotter can call him a son because he's a son, he's going to abide forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. You may be seated today. I want to talk to us for a little bit today on 
are you chained or are you free? Who's, who's really bound today? Who's really in the grips of sin today? Um, if we're not careful, we can look around today and perception, it takes us because of what we see. Uh, the things that we see and we hold to, we uh, look at it and think it a certain way because of what we see or we look at people a certain way if we're not careful because of the outward appearance because what we see the facade that they put on and somebody made a post the other day on Facebook and they just said we hope your life is as grand as what you make it to be on Facebook <laughs> and, and so uh, not careful, man, everything, you looking and you're following somebody, you see all their posts on Facebook, and they just look like from the outside looking in that they have everything figured out. Brother Piper, it looks like they got the world by the tail, and they, they've got everything um, going their way, but there's something about uh, the, the true change, the, the, the true uh, lifestyle, the true things that people fight on a daily basis. And I want to go to the book of uh, the chapter 24, the book of Acts, and I'm not going to be reading today, but I want to relate a story that what happens in the book of Acts. You find uh, in the 24th chapter of the book of Acts, you see um, this story being unfolded before our eyes here today. And you see that there is uh, Apostle Paul, and he has come before Felix the king. And I want to focus on these two uh, people this morning. And these two men, they represent two opposite extremes of humanity. At first glance, they are easy to categorize. They're, they're easy to figure out. They're easy to see what's going on. One is a ruler, and the other is a prisoner. One is wealthy, the other has nothing. One is the pinnacle of success by the world's standard. The other is the pit of persecution. However, when you look at the reality, it is not as obvious as it seems. On one hand, you have Felix, a governor with full authority of all of Rome. And on the other hand, you have Apostle Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, the great ambassador who's standing there that day in chains and bound. Felix was a kingly character. He wore the finest clothes. He had authority which was marked by his kingly crown and garments. He sat upon a throne, if you will study it out, that was made out of pure gold. To look upon him from the outside, it would appear to that he had achieved everything in life. He was at the top of success. There was something about it. If you would see him, you would think that, man, this is what I would love to be like. I, I, this was every man's dream to be like him. But let's pull away the veil this morning uh, for a little bit, if you will, if you'll just give me a little bit of time to lay a foundation here today. And let's pull away the veil that was who King Philip, King Felix was. And we see him for who he really was. 
Felix was born Antonius Felix, and he was a Greek, and he was a slave. He and his brother Apollos were freed by the mother of the emperor Claudius, and they grew up with Prince Claudius. And when Claudius became emperor of Rome, these two brothers were given powerful positions because they catered to his perversion and his wickedness, if you will. I come to tell you here today, and I know most of our young people are gone, uh, but I want to talk to the parent here today for a moment. That's why it's important to who your children and who you hang around. It's important who you associate with and who you run with. It's important here today of who you are running with. Um, uh, I seen a deal the other day and it was showed that the man that was uh, paralyzed and as his friends tore the roof off to the house and lowered him through the roof uh, to get his healing and it said who your friends are really does matter. Uh, and so here it is, they have, uh, they, they've got this, uh, this position, Felix and Apollos has got this position because they were, uh, they would give an end to his perversion and his wickedness. According to Bible theologians, Felix was a master of cruelty who was driven by every desire of his flesh. They were graphic about the actions of Felix when you begin to study this man out. He was a vile man who crucified thousands and thousands of people. He would not only just crucify them, but he would try to put them through the most agonizing death that you could only imagine. He loved to torture them. He loved to put them through uh, the ringer, as you will. And his gods, they, 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 he, he tried to please their, his gods, and he tried to do everything that uh, would drive this lust and make him look better. And he wanted people to fear him uh, for who he was and what he could do. Uh, he would do anything to amass more wealth for himself. Uh, he was a man that was enslaved by his passions. Uh, his second wife was a beautiful woman named Drusilla. She was married to her first husband at the 14, uh, 14 years of age and he was also a king. But once that King Felix seen this uh, Drusilla, there was something about this lady that drove him to have her and he would do anything that he could uh, and he did uh, to have Drusilla and he retorted to witchcraft and sorcery uh, to get this woman away from this king. He would do anything it took uh, to get what he wanted. On the outside, he was a man that was arrayed in royalty. But on the inside, he was a slave to the lust that was driving him. Felix was freed from the chains of slavery. He ascended to the throne of royalty. Yet, with his newfound freedom, there was little change in his character. His kingly crown only disguised a slave's mind. His royal robes only covered the heart of a slave. He exercised the powers of a king, but yet with the spirit 
of a slave. Not even the royalty of the court could ever remove the evil desires that lay in the slave's conscience that Felix carried. This was the heritage of Felix. Rescued from slavery, but he was still in chains. A slave to the evil appetite that remained hidden, but not harnessed. There was something on the inside of him. On the outside, he looked good. On the outside, everybody around him thought he had it going on, brother DJ. Man, this is who I want to be like. I want to be just like King Felix. Man, he come from nothing. He come from poverty. He come from being his slave himself. But there was something on the inside of that man that they couldn't see. There was something about the heart of King Felix that they couldn't see. And it wasn't a loving heart. It wasn't a kind heart. It wasn't a heart that somebody would like to have. It wasn't a heart that King David said as the deer panteth after the water brook. So does my heart pant after thee. It longs after your ways and your righteousness. Oh God. There was something about it. On the inside of Felix. He was a slave to the things that had him bound. He was a slave to the things that ruled his life. Oh you couldn't see it. He looked good. He had the kingly garment. He wore the kingly garment on the outside. He had everything going on on the outside but it was on the inside that he was a slave to sin. He was a slave to the lust and the desires of this world if you will. I come to talk to somebody this day. You might be look, you might look good on the outside. You might have everything from all the appearance going on on the outside and somebody say oh man I wish I was like them they got it going on but I wonder if we could see on the inside of your heart today I wonder if we could dig down deep inside your soul today what would we really see what would really be going on on the inside of your heart would it be black as night would it be corrupted and tortured with the sins of this world are you enslaved in chains on the outside on the inside why you look free on the inside the addictions of this world they are real the addictions of this world they are real I have sat in prison cells and I've sat and talked on the little phone looking through the glass. Brother Adam of the men that was in prison that was looking at me and with tears, grown men, men up in age and tears running down their cheeks and they was looking at me talking on a little cell phone and they said, this is not who I am. This 
is not what I want to be. I want to be something different. But the addiction that I'm in, this thing that's got a hold on me, I can't shake it. I can't let it go. I can't give it up. And I'm here today in tears flowing down their cheeks trying to get away of something that had them bound on the inside. Oh, they look good on the outside. Oh, they look like they had it going on on the outside till one day when it was manifested on the inside, it showed on the outside. He was a ruler, but yet he was a slave. He was free, but yet he was in chains. I have dealt and talked to people and not young people. Uh, Brother Samson, elder pastor, and I know you have too. And it not just uh, it wasn't just uh, elderly pe- or younger people, but I've talked to people that was elderly, and they looked at me and they said, "This cell phone right here, ah, man, I'm addicted to it. Every time I turn around, there's sites that I know I don't need to be on. There's things that I look on and look at on my cell phone, and I know that I shouldn't." And tears running down their face and I looked at them and I said I'll tell you what you need to do you need to take that cell phone and you need to destroy it go get you a little flip phone something that you can't get access to all that mess on and they looked at me and they said I can't do it I gotta have this phone no 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 why they was a slave to something on the inside of them they was a slave to the things of this world to the addictions and the lust of this world and they couldn't get rid of it. And things manifest in the heart and things begin to manifest in their lives and you see it. Oh, it's not very long. You ain't gonna hide it forever. I come to tell you today and that's why and I'm not gonna get ahead of myself but I feel comfortable in saying it when they got all said and done. Oh, Brother Matt, that they looked and they said, I'll send for you in a more convenient season. I'll send for you at a more convenient time. I wanna talk to you because right now I like what I'm involved in I like what I'm doing I like what I'm addicted to on the inside I come to tell somebody today you gotta shake yourself this morning you gotta wake yourself up this morning from the sins of this world and you gotta let this you gotta let God know God I'm tired of living the way I'm living I'm tired of being addicted to the things that I'm addicted to A slave, a kingly crown only disguises a slave's mind. It only disguises something that's hidden on the inside. Oh, that's why so many times through scripture, the Lord, it deals with the heart. He's dealing with the heart of a man. He's dealing with the inside of a man. Why? Because he knows where your heart is. There's where your treasure is. The Bible says where your heart is. There will your treasure be also. I come to tell you this morning, there's nothing in this world worth missing heaven over. There's nothing in... (laughs) 
I come to tell you this morning, your cell phone ain't worth missing heaven over. The addictions of this world, the lust of this world, it's not worth missing heaven over. The addictions that this world have to offer, marijuana, drinking pills, whatever it might be, it's not worth missing heaven over. You might look good on the outside, but I wonder if we could dig inside the heart and the mind of you this morning. Are you really happy? Are you really free? See, preacher, I ain't got no chains binding me. I ain't got nothing surrounding me. I ain't got nothing holding me back. Oh, no. You look good. You look the part. You look like you got it all figured out. But I wonder what's going on on the inside. I wonder what's happening inside your mind and in your heart this morning. What are you talking about? He exercised the powers of a king with the spirit of a slave. My God, and not even the royalty of the court could remove the evil desires that lay in the slave's conscience that Felix carried. This was his heritage. This is who he was. There's some things that happened to me in my past and I can't let it go. There's things that happened to me when I was young and I can't let it go. I come to tell you today and I know, I don't know what you've been through and I don't know what happened to you when you was young. I've heard some horrific stories and I could only imagine some of the things that some of these people in this congregation this morning could stand up and say and tell the stories of what they went through. Horrific and probably shock every one of us. But I come to tell you today, don't let that mentality send you to hell. Are you chained or are you free? Are you really free today? Are you really free in the Holy Ghost today? Or are you bound by the addictions that have you bound? What are you talking about, preacher? I come to tell us and talk to us today. If we're not careful, it's the things, it's the the, the desires that we want on the inside of us. And if we're not careful, them spirits, they come with us, they creep in. And if you're not careful, Brother Dakota, you'll have a church full of them spirits running rampant. Why? Because everybody has their own things that they fight. And when you don't conquer them spirits, and when you don't come and get a hold and get over them spirits. You bring them spirits to the house of God and you bring them into the church house instead of helping your brother in the time of need and helping your sister in the time of need. You're rubbing shoulders and instead of iron, sharpening iron, instead of praying with one another, you're releasing that spirit to have its way with somebody else that's struggling. Oh, what are you talking about? The Bible said when a 
unclean spirit has gone out of a man that it walks through dry places and it's seeking whom and when it comes back it'll check that vessel let me tell you something your vessel's being checked your vessel's being checked and it's one to know is it been swept and garnished but yet empty or is it full of the oil is it full of the anointing is it full of the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost Help us this morning. What are you talking about, Brother Caleb? There are people here today who are bound in chains and they're here and they look good, but on the inside of them, they're giving in to the lust and the desires of their flesh. Oh, I can wear this. I can do that. I can put on this and I can put on that. I can watch this. I can do that. I can take this. I can go over here and get involved in this. I come to tell you something today, honey. You're just getting yourself wound up more and more and deeper and deeper in the grips of sin and chains are wrapping you up. Free you once was, but free no more. I come to tell us today, shake off them chains. Get off them chains. Wake yourself up. What are you talking about? No one can see your chains. No one can hear the rattle of the chains. No man can see the angry scars that the chains are leaving upon you. The chains are hidden where no eyes can see, but they are real as they can be. They are chains that bind us today. Chains that have us bound. Oh, Brother Caleb, you're just going over. I'm telling you today, I'm trying to get something through to you today. We're gonna move on from here, this in just a moment. But I want you to realize today uh, them little things that you're playing around with uh, and you're getting involved with uh, and you think, oh, this will never hurt me. Uh, I can handle this. Uh, I can do this. Uh, I come to tell you today, uh, well, what about your children? Uh, what about your kids? Uh, can they handle it? Uh, can they get? Can you get by uh, with your children? Uh, will you gamble uh, with your children's soul here this morning? working in our employment and uh, working and had men that would do things and uh, they would do that and they, I would ask him, oh man, what about your kids? What do you, oh man, they never know it. They don't, they don't even know what we're doing. We go out in the garage and we do it in the garage. We, we hide it from our kids. I come to tell you today and years later, I know them men, don't, don't, some of them don't work for me and some still do, but their children are addicted and they are enslaved in chains and even more so than their mom and daddy was from the things that their mom and dad was doing. I come to tell you today, mom and dad, your kids do understand. They're smarter than what you think they are and they're watching what you do they're watching where you go they're watching what you say they're watching what you get involved in my God why don't you get involved in the church why don't you bring it to church what are you talking about I come to tell us today 
that you can look like uh, on the appearance. Uh, King Felix looked like he had it going on. Uh, and Apostle Paul, uh, he was the one that nobody wanted to be like. Uh, but if you could dig down inside the heart uh, of them two individuals, uh, oh, I wonder who you'd really want to be like. Uh, I wonder who you'd really say, hey, uh, this is who I want to be after. Uh, this is who I want to raise my kids like. This is who I want to raise my kids around. Uh, oh, I come to tell us this morning, uh, it ain't what it looks like. Uh, it ain't all the glamour and the glitter that it shows. When I was just a young man, uh, they'd have them billboard signs for them uh, Marlboro and they don't even allow them to do it anymore but they showed this big strong cowboy um, on, the, on the horse and, and man they showed him on them big banners and signs all across the country you would see it when I was young and now they got to put that disclaimer on there and but you know what they wasn't seeing is these nose cannulas stuck up your nose and, and people on oxygen and people dying from cancer in hospital rooms all across the country because of this addiction and they wouldn't show that they would only show you the beautiful side of the picture they'd only show you the the awesome, the glamour, the tough man uh, on the horse, uh, the cowboy. Uh, oh, but they wouldn't show you uh, the person that was dying, starving uh, for oxygen. Uh, somebody that would give anything uh, to have one good, clean breath of fresh air uh, go through their lungs. Uh, no, 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 no. They wouldn't show you that. Uh, I come to tell you today uh, that you're looking at this thing uh, from the wrong side. Uh, you're looking at it from the world's perspective. Uh, you're looking at the church through the world's eyes but what about looking it through the eyes of the kingdom what about looking at it through the eyes of Christ and the eyes of the church and it's being saved not bound by sin not bound by alcohol not bound by pornography not bound by drugs not bound What are you talking about here today? Brother Caleb, I'm talking about redemption, if you will. Who's free and who's not free? The Bible said, if therefore the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. You want to be free from them chains? You want to be free from them addictions? I come to tell you today, you're at the right place at the right time. You come into the right place at the right time to get what you need from God in this house this morning. I come to tell you today that God God can take away them addictions. God can free you from the addictions of this world. He can take the lust out of your heart. He can take the addiction of alcohol and tobacco out of your life. Oh, he can take it and he can clean you this morning. What are you talking about, Brother Caleb? Anybody with enough money could buy a slave's freedom. Not just because uh, that you said, not just because you bought a person and made them free and meant they was free. 
I'm going to come to tell you today when God and he pays the ransom he pays it not only on the outside but he pays it for the inside he pays it for the soul and the heart of a man I come to tell you today there's a reason why the psalmist David and he's had it in his mind when he wrote Psalms chapter 49 and verse 6 through 8 they that trust in their walk and boast in themselves the multitude of their riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brother. You can't redeem it by the money, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul, it is precious, and it ceases for ever. I come to tell you today, the only way you're going to truly be redeemed, the only way you're truly going to get deliverance, it's going to be at the house of God. It's going to be at these altars. It's going to be a book of Acts church that's on fire for God. That's praying. That's seeking his face. That's loving his ways. That's worshiping and magnifying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What are you talking about? This is why Jesus said in his text, we read, whosoever commit a sin is the servant of sin. There can be no freedom as long as you're enslaved to sin. The soul will never know true freedom as long as it lives in sin. Uh, But when Jesus went on to say, for whom the Son shall make free is free indeed. The good news is that Jesus come that you might be free. He come that he might give us life and he might give it more abundantly. He paid the ransom on the cross. He paid your ransom. Peter said, not with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He paid the ransom. The ransom was paid with the flesh precious blood that flows down Calvary's hill. He paid that ransom for us today. I wonder who's going to accept it this morning. I wonder who's saying, you know what? I'm tired of the way I'm living. I'm tired of the things that I've been doing. I'm tired of the torment on the inside of me. I want true freedom. I want true freedom today. What are you talking about? For who the Son has set free is free indeed. Let's look at Apostle Paul here today. Apostle Paul, in the 24th chapter of the book of Acts, he was a servant of the Lord. And at the first glance, we see a man that's in chains, a prisoner. He was probably no doubt weary and tired from all the things that he had been through. Maybe no doubt a little bit malnourished, a little bit famished, not getting to eat, a little physically neglected, if you will. But once again, if you take a closer look and draw aside the veil of this flesh and the things that we look at in the natural, if you will, And you look upon the soul of a man, there is 
a stark difference. There is a huge contrast here between Felix and Apostle Paul. Although he was born a free man, Paul was a slave to the law of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There was something there uh, on the inside of him that resonated with what was going on on the outside of him. That's why it was so easy. He done knew. He done knew the letter of the law. He knew he, he kept the law. He knew what the law said. He read the Bible day in and he read the Bible day out. But there was something on the inside of him pastor that he was saying you know what there's something more than what I have there's something more than what I've experienced oh I might have been born a free man in this world but God if I'm going to be a slave to anything let me be a slave to Jesus Christ let me be a slave to the cross let me be a witness let me be a light in this dark hour that we're living Some of us, if we're going to be addicted to something, we need to be addicted to the church, addicted to worship, addicted to prayer. His passion for Christ led him to do great things. He found in many churches, but not without a cost. Many times he was imprisoned for his faith. But this freedom that he had was not subject to the worldly circumstances. You could bind his hands and his feet. You could wrap him up in chains, but you couldn't bind his soul and his spirit. Oh, praising God in the midnight hour because he found freedom that this world couldn't take away from. Not even death could take away his freedom. I come to tell you today, even tradition and Bible scholars, and you study it out, when they got ready to behead him, the Bible said that he ran to the chopping block. He ran to have, uh, to be martyred for Christ. Why? There was something on the inside of him saying, you know what? I'm not, I'm not affected by this world. I'm not addicted to this world. I'm not addicted to the chains of this world. I got something greater for me. My treasure's not laid up on earth where moth and rust can corrupt and thieves can break in and steal. But I come to tell you today, my treasure's laid up beyond the blue. My treasure's laid up where moth and rust don't corrupt and where thieves will never break in and steal. I come to tell you today, are you chained or are you free this morning? In that room, you have both ends of the story. Felix the slave who become a ruler. He was free but yet a prisoner to sin. And Apostle Paul the prisoner of Rome who possessed a freedom that extended beyond the chains that had him bound. Felix sat in judgment over Paul that day. But Felix the judge and Paul the prisoner only one man in that room that day was truly free. Only one man in that room truly had chains 
things on. Oh, Apostle Paul on the outside looked like he had them on. But I'll tell you who really had them on. It was the torment in the mind of Felix. It was the torment. I don't want to be, it was, that's why he said, oh, I want you to come to me. I want you to come to me. I come to tell you today, don't put it off this morning. Don't walk out these doors without getting the chains off of your life and off your family this morning. All you, you got to do is make your way to an altar. What are you talking about, Brother Caleb? We've been talking about a book of Acts Church around here for the last four or five weeks. And I come to tell you today, a book of Acts Church, all you have to do is make your way to an altar and repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And God's gonna fill you with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. What are you talking about today? I come tested this morning with a little simple message. It's not deep and it's not profound. It didn't come off of the of a deep press somewhere out of the pages of some scholar in the backwoods. It's just a little country boy from Missouri. But I come to tell you today, quit looking on the outside of a man. Quit looking on the outside and saying, "Well, I look good." But I want you to take I want you to take account of yourself this morning morning on the inside. What does your heart look like on the inside? What's been going on in your mind? What's been going on in your heart? We get caught up in social media. Man, they're taking their pictures and they're they're going and they're doing and it looks like they've got everything going on. And if we're not careful, I say, oh, no, I come to tell you today, and I didn't bring them statistics with me, but I can bring you the statistics about our young people and about our kids in their 20s, this Generation Z. How are they, how social, social media has affected them and how they look. And that's why you have, and the elder talks about it a bunch, you have these influencers all over social media that are influencing our children. They're influencing our middle age. And now it's even affecting the older. It's affecting, they're, they're looking at this. And man, I want that lifestyle. I want to live like that. I want to be like that. And I, I want to take my picture on them uh, beautiful places all around the world. Man, wouldn't it be great if we could do that? But I'm going to tell you something. If you could pull back the veil on their lives, if you could pull back and look on the inside of them and see in the way they really lived and what they was really fighting and what they was really facing, and that's why so many of them are committing suicide. Oh, because they're unhappy. They're not happy with the way that their life's going. On the outside, it looks grand. On the outside, it looks good. But on the inside, they're a miserable soul on the inside they don't want nothing to do with their own self 
I come to talk to us today and I'm almost done. I come to talk to us today. The only peace you're ever gonna have is in the house of God. The only peace you're ever gonna experience is at an altar, is it at a place of worship. It's lifting your hands and magnifying God. What are you talking about today? I want to know who's chained and who's really loose. Who's really bound or who's really set free from the addictions of this world and the things of sin and the corruption of this world. I come to talk to us this morning. Oh, preacher, I don't know if I agree with this. I don't know if I agree with that around here. I don't know. I'm not saying that this church is perfect. I'm not saying this church has it all figured out. And I'm not saying that we ain't made some mistakes. But I hope that we're going to learn from these mistakes. I want to save our children. I want to save our babies. I want to get them involved in the house of God and, and the things of God. And But I'm not saying we ain't going to make a few mistakes around here and hopefully we can't, we'll correct them and we'll keep going and living this old time truth. But I come to tell us this morning on the inside of us, we need the church. I know it might not be as perfect as what we'd like for it to be, but you still need the church. You still need need one another. You still need a pastor. You still need somebody to make give you an account for your soul. Say, well, preacher, man, they got it where I don't even have to go to church anymore. I can watch it online. I can do this. I can do that. I'm going to tell you something. Every chance you get, you need to make your way to the house of God. You need to make your way into the ways of God and the things of God. You need to make yourself give an account for your soul. You need to look that pastor in the eye and give an account. You need to let that pastor know, hey, pastor, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. You know why it's important to come to church? Social media and phones, and I'm dealing with that a lot this morning. That's part of our biggest hiccup, I would say. I know we can get off and dress and do all of that and the way we look, the way we call, but I'm going to tell you something. You're not careful, but Jim, but you'll say something in a text message you would never tell somebody to their face. You'll send something across them waves that you would never look somebody in the eye and you would say so and so and thus and thus. How many marital problems has families had that somebody got on some chat line or some text message and they sent something out? And if they get caught, oh, I, was, I, I didn't send that. I, that wasn't me. Somebody, I was hacked. Somebody had my phone. 
And I feel sorry for the people that really had, that really has done too, because it's hard to believe. But <laughs> because we're willing to say stuff that we don't really mean, or we really mean, but we wouldn't really say to somebody's face. <laughs> but when you have to look at somebody, and I said all that, but when you have to look at somebody right in the eye and give an account for the things that you've been doing. When the old pastor's looking you right in the eye and say, well, son, you know we don't do that. That's why it's easier to text the pastor, we're not coming tonight, we're sick, and you won't call him. It's truth, you know I'm speaking truth. I was hunting with my buddy. He said, hey. He said, would you call my pastor and tell him I ain't going to be at church? <laughs> Sister Laney, close your ears. I said, ain't no way. He said, man, I'd, I'd rather text him. He said, but I got to call him. He said, I can't. It's hard for me. You just can't tell him no on the phone. We laugh. And I still give him a hard time about it. Because you're giving, he's giving an account, Brother Dakota, for himself. What are we bound to this morning, church? We could pull back the veil of your life and your family. What would we really see? Would we see all kinds of addictions of this world? Would we see hate and bitterness? Envy, strife, malice, anger, fear, anxiety, unbelief, perversion, unrighteousness, ungodliness. You ever heard about something about somebody and you just can't? really believe it I, don't, I just I can't I don't believe that about them it's just, that's just unbelievable find out it's really true and sometimes it's not I'm just bear with me let me make my point this morning because you've looked at the outside and they look like they had it all together that's why when the preachers and pastors they fail in the pulpit it, it, it devastates a church because why? Because they're looked at. There's this facade about them that they've got it all together. They've got everything figured out. And that's why it's so devastating. I come to talk to us today and ask you, what about the inside of you this morning? Are you free on the outside? On the inside, you're so bound. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm not talking to just visitors that are here this morning. And if you fall in this category, I'm, I'm not ashamed to tell you that I'm talking to you today. But I'm talking to people that's been in the church 30, 40, 20, 50, 60, 70 years. I've dealt with people that had addictions that was in, that have been in the church almost all their life. And they was in their 60s, almost 70s. And addiction got a hold of them. Brother Ryan, 
I'm talking, I'm talking to the new saint. I'm talking to the new convert. I'm talking to the middle-aged convert. And I'm talking to the convert that's been in church all your life. If we took and looked at you on the inside of you this morning, are you all bound up in chains? Are you shackled by the things of this world? Are you addicted to the things of this world this morning? Say, preacher, I am. I am, preacher. I'm going to open these altars this morning. If you want true freedom like Apostle Paul experienced, you've got to get it in Christ. You've got to get it in church. You've got to get it in this house. God, I'm tired of fighting the things that I'm fighting. 